In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We confess our sins. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This time we hear our introit. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. To you, O Lord, I call, my rock. Be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help. When I lift up my hands toward you, your most holy sanctuary. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exults, and with my song I give thanks to him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Save your people and bless their heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Our Old Testament lesson comes from the book of Exodus, chapter 20. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, 
you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner which is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that in your days that they may be long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his male servant, or his female servant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. <clears throat> this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel comes from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 5. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota nor a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge, and the judge to the guard, and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. At this time we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. 
Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text this morning comes from the Old Testament just read, especially the Ten Commandments as they are listed there in that reading. Thus far, our text. Dear friends in Christ, Jesus has died for our sins. That's true. It's a fact. All sin is forgiven, absolutely all of it. Christ has died for every one of them. In the person and work of Jesus Christ, crucified, died, and risen, we have received salvation freely from God without any works or merits of our own. So now what? What else is there to being a Christian? In our text this morning, Christ teaches us what it looks like to be a Christian. He says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but instead to fulfill them. In other words, the things God said in the Old Testament are still true. You shall have no other gods is still something that God demands of his people. God still demands that his people remember the Sabbath day so that they don't steal, so they don't bear false witness, that they don't covet, and all the rest of the Ten Commandments. God still demands that his people obey the law. Or, if we're talking about you and me, us, God still demands that you keep the Ten Commandments. It shouldn't be a surprise to us, should it? When God says a word, that word is always true. We still make our confirmation students memorize the Ten Commandments because they still apply to us. And yet, the reality is, even though we do know the Ten Commandments, even though we just heard them in the Old Testament lesson, even though we know they are true, so often in our life, we ignore them. We don't keep the law that God gives us. The Ten Commandments are listed in your hymnal at home, in your Bible. Go ahead, look at them. Have you kept them? The first commandment, no other gods. How have you done? We fail. We love our families, our money, our possessions, our friends, our smartphones, and all sorts of other things more than we love God. The first commandment, if we're honest, we fail. The second commandment, we curse, swear, and all the like, and perhaps worst of all, we listen to and believe false doctrine instead of studying the true, real doctrine. Second commandment, a fail. The third commandment, from the looks of the fullness of the pews on Sunday mornings in our churches, another fail. Honoring parents and other authorities, not a chance. You shall not murder. In our gospel lesson, Jesus says, anger counts as murder. How about adultery? 
Well, sheesh, would anyone in church care to stand up and share how they've broken that commandment? Of course not. You shall not steal, but we do. We should not bear false testimony, but our lips are constantly at work doing so with gossip and the like. The ninth and tenth commandments, with their prohibition of coveting, but the reality is we want, want, want all the things that we do not have. If we examine our lives according to the Ten Commandments, we fail, fail, fail across the board. But you say, Christ has died to forgive sin. Yes, he has. This is true. All sin is forgiven. All of it. Every time you've broken the Ten Commandments, Christ has died for. So why? Why would you want to take advantage of that forgiveness? Why would you knowingly do things that harm or hurt you? Why would you play Russian roulette? It's forgiven. Sin is forgiven. Leave it behind. Leave it in the past. It's like with children. A parent tells a child not to play baseball in the house. They do it anyways. They break a window. They beg forgiveness from their father, which they graciously receive. But how would that same father respond if they played baseball in the house again the next day, and the next, and the next after that? Dear friends, don't you know that you have died to sin? How can we who have died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. We have died to sin. And one who has died has been set free from sin. Yes, you are free from sin. Christ's blood covers all your sin. All your sin against all the Ten Commandments, against your neighbors, your families, against your God, all of it, all of it is forgiven. And lest we forget the sin that has been committed against you is forgiven as well. Christ's blood has forgiven all sin. Your sin is forgiven, not by your obeying the law, but instead by Jesus. You have eternal life promised, not because you have made God happy, but because Jesus' blood covers you. You have hope even now to make it through the day, day by day, not because you have all the answers on how to live your best life now, but because Christ is the answer to all your sin. 
You see, that's the life of a Christian. A Christian seeks to keep the law, not by compulsion, but because it is in response to God's great love and compassion. The Christian avoids sin naturally and keeps the law in service to their neighbor. But the Christian looks only to Christ when it comes to salvation. The Christian in faith seeks to keep the law as a result of the faith God has given. And when the Christian breaks God's law, they don't say, eh, it's okay. Instead, they repent and seek forgiveness from Christ, knowing that's where their hope is located. And having heard the forgiveness of sins fresh in their ears, they seek again to please the Lord and keep his law. Repentance and faith, forgiveness and service. What then shall we say? We've died to sin, and now we live in Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, amen. We continue with the collect of the day. Let us pray. Lord of all power and might, author and giver of all good things, graft into our hearts the love of your name. Increase in us true religion. Nourish us with all goodness. And of your great mercy, keep us in the same. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting in his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. And we're cut. Once again, well done, sir. Thank you. You guys have a good day and hopefully it all goes smoothly. Apparently there's a wedding party.